Hey, what's up, guys? This is Christian. It's your boy, D. Young, and, and this, this is, is Word on the, on the Block, episode two. Last week, we covered some uh, crazy topics, kind of stuff just going on in the world. Today, we're kind of going to uh, backpack off of that a little bit and then kind of go into some other things. Um, so how's it going, D. Young? What you been up to? I like that, uh, that little uh, tan you got going on. <laughs> All right, since you brought it up, brought it to show everybody. Damn. Damn, homie. Out. That's this lit. That's when you wear a That's damn lit. hat all freaking spring, summer, because no one can cut your hair. That's so lit, bro. You'll, come, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll get the tan in, right? Later. I hope so, because if this, if this gets this color, this is going to get darker. <laughs> true, true. Cool. Well, uh, obviously, there's been two articles that's written about our people, which uh, one was by New York Times, one, one was by the NBC News. Who's our people? Hmong people, or Hmong, uh, for those that oh. don't know. So we're Hmong, Hmong uh, Pride, just JK. But uh, um, yeah, there was, there was two, two articles written from, by New York Times and NBC, both of them having like different kind of viewpoints on the struggle that we're kind of going through right now, because we're, we're at a weird spot uh, because of the George Floyd uh, protests and all that stuff. Obviously, that cop that stood in the way of uh, bystanders intervening was Monk. Um, yeah. And so, uh, New York Times wrote an article about, you know, uh, our our Monk businesses and our Monk people kind of being at uh, kind of in the middle of everything because they don't really know if um, they should be supporting because a lot of their businesses are getting hit by looters or were getting hit by looters and rioters, right? And, yeah. also, and also they grew up with the trauma of, of the media portraying the black community in a certain way and their experiences in the past. And so a lot of these businesses are owned by older Hmong uh, folks. And yeah. so right now they want to, you know, I, I believe in their, in their heart, they kind of do want to uh, support George Floyd in these protests. But at the same time, they can't really, what they're seeing and their experiences is that their whole businesses got, have gotten torn apart. And so it's like, do I really support or, are these people the ones that just showed my shop? And I think that that's 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 the way that that New York Times set uh, them up. Your thoughts on that article? It's kind of hard, man. That's the one with the uh, um, the Pecan Garden and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I I think it's it's a really tough situation because I I read in the article it said you stand with the protesters or you stand with the other side, which is yeah. the business owners and it's hard to choose a side. That's what it was quoted in by one of the uh, people in the article talking. They said, it's either you choose one side or you choose the other. And whichever side you choose, you're not going to be right. It's going to yeah. be hard to choose whichever side you're going to be on. And I think coming from a business uh, aspect, you're going to choose your business because these, the looters are somewhat affiliated with the protesters, as in a lot of people believe. But we already know that the protesters are different from the looters. It's just that looters find a way to link themselves with them, and that's why it gives them that excuse to go out and loot, you know? Uh, they yeah. said something about the young generation saying that, you know, the people have had it enough, that, that that's why they're doing that, because people have been dealing with racism and stuff. So mm -hmm. that's why they're doing that. They're, this is their backlash right now. But mm -hmm. I, like I said, I think they're two different people, the looters and the protesters from the last yep. video. Fact. Um, they don't represent each other. 
Yeah, they're very, they, you can't lump them in together. I think a lot of people get that mixed up, which is they think looters and rioters are part of the Black Lives Matter, which is not entirely true, right? Yeah. Um, there's white supremacists that may have gotten into rioting, looting, and starting all of that. There's people that don't even, even really care about the cause. They just want to go loot. And that doesn't mean that they're part of the Black Lives Matter, even yeah. if they're, they're uh, uh, of the Black community. That doesn't mean that they're part of Black Lives Matter if they're the ones looting, rioting. Um, they yeah. may have different beliefs and stuff like that that may not even be about that type of stuff. So they mm-hmm. may just be taking advantage of the opportunity. So there's stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it's a tough position. Uh, I, I, to be honest, my personal opinion, I didn't really like the way they pitted us in that the article uh, just because of, um, you know, it kind of, it didn't really give like a clear um, um, uh, a picture of what we're, what we're really experiencing as a Hmong community. I think what the article from the NBC News, I think that article uh, helped or just share, shared a little bit more about how we, uh, how our background is and how close yeah. our community is actually to, to, the, to the black community because it, it talks yeah. about us coming over. It talks about from Thailand and Laos. It talks about us coming over and talks about also how we are, the Hmong community is one of the uh, poorest communities in, of the Asian culture. Um, yeah, I think uh, in it, it said like one out of four Hmong people are living in poverty still. Yeah. 60% of uh, Hmong people are still, uh, they're not wealthy, wealthy, you know? Yep. And, um, and w- when we came over, we pretty much got put in the same places as the black community. We grew up in the same areas. Uh, we yeah. grew up in the same neighborhoods and all that type of stuff. So we're actually yeah. a lot closer to the black community. Um, and I think that that article really helped shape that picture because the modern minority myth, right? Like, us Hmong culture, Hmong people, we may not be that. Like, I think uh, there's people from different uh, Asian descents who are closer to that. And uh, I think... Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, in the in the, uh, in the the article, it said... Uh, one big thing I wanted to say was uh, someone stated that, just like you said, we came from poverty. The Hmong people started out from the bottom because we didn't come over here. Like, uh, like I think it said, like, the Chinese people... Uh, Indian people, they come over here with degrees already. They already came over here with money compared to most people where literally had nothing in their yeah. pocket, came yep. over here and got put up, put in the project. You know? Yeah. But I think the biggest issue was like, because uh, people are not, uh, are kind of putting the most people in that same category, which as a whole, um, as a whole culture, we're, we're not part of like, we are a part of the Asian descent, but we're not as close to the modern minority myth as people think we are, just because of how we look like, because we look like our Chinese brothers or our Vietnamese brothers and sisters. Um, and so people like to put us all in the same category, which is not entirely true. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not the best thing to do. So I, I, I'm, very, I'm very appreciative of the article for NBC News. It really just helps shed some light on who the Hmong culture, Hmong people are, Hmong culture is, and uh, a little bit about our, uh, our struggle and uh, how we how we came about so that really helps shed some light on just where we're at and how close we actually are to the black community um in this world man uh cool well yeah those two articles are huge make sure to check them out if you if you uh have not uh it gives a little bit more background on the Hmong community and where we sit right now and a little bit more about who we are uh, we can we can attach those links to the uh, video caption of the video once we drop this. For sure, for sure. Also, do you see that video of that uh, that that um that white lady or the white girl talking to her parents? Yeah. I saw I saw it on um, 
I think I saw it on Instagram. I saw it on TikTok. Did you? The yeah, it's, crying, it's, yeah, it's everywhere. She's trying to talk to her parents about the struggle of the of the black community. And I think that she's that, like she's like fifteen years old only. And she's yeah, that old. <laughs> she's only in high school. It looked like yeah. And her parents were going, where bo- both her parents were like coming at her, and she's like, "No, nah, that's not true." Um, because her dad, I mean, her, her dad was like, "Yo, like they had the same opportunities as us." Her mom was like, "Let me pull up some stats," and the woman, and the girl was like, "She, they don't have the same opportunities. It's, it's a lot harder for them to be able to get to even where we are right at, at right now." And so, I mean, I mean, give me, give me your first reactions to that video, bro. When I saw it, I was just like, uh, you know, I think this is what a lot of young. My first reaction is that I was like, whoa, you know, these people are really out here still not being open to what yeah. is really happening, not just now, but way back then. Like these people were thinking, like the parents still have that OG mentality where it's like you work to where you get, and I, I understand, yeah, you do work to where you get. That links back to what we're talking to with the Hmong people, you know. You got to work to where you get. And the thing is, is that with the black community, it's just not that they can work to where they get. They also get racially profiled, racially discriminated on jobs and stuff. No matter what you say, I've already seen it in my life. And I've seen it statistically proven that African-Americans are going to have a harder time getting a job just because they're African-American. You're going to see more... Uh, white people, uh, even Asian people get hired on and for jobs and all that, uh, getting accepted for like whatever they need before the white people and them do. They're going to have a harder time, way harder time. Yeah, been I mean, about this stuff since high school. Have Middle you school. have you seen there was like a there was like a research on um, people who submit the resumes if they have like a a last name that's like a, like a Mexican last name or an Asian last name usually their resume is not even looked at. Oh, and yeah. So that type of stuff is out there, and that's still out there. I think I think um, that's pretty crazy to me that um, in 2020, uh, a lot of parents are, especially uh, white parents, are still in that mentality of that, you know, they have the same opportunity, or the black community, or just see people of color have the same opportunities and stuff like that when, they, when the system is totally built for uh, – of them you know and it's yeah. it's tough to see that man i mean I, what I, what i am grateful for is this this whole thing is really putting pressure on the older folks but also it's really giving the opportunity for people like you me and you and younger to do the research and to really dig into to these topics and i think that that's that's huge uh yeah. for because i think moving forward let's say me you're like 40 or something like that i think the younger group will be kind of caught up and they'll understand to to have some empathy for their uh uh colored brothers and sisters yeah. i think it'll be a lot more peaceful when we get older which oh yeah which we're I'm trying to get there right now we're, yeah our generation which i can tell you see a lot of people of our color our uh minorities just people of color fighting for other people of color right now yeah yeah like you know, said, back like, then it was black versus white that's yeah. what it was back then yeah like like when we both went to our protests like um it was people of every color and a lot of younger folks, right? Like, yeah. it, it's pretty crazy. So it, it's, it's no, good. even yeah. even when I went, like, people warned me. I even gave a heads up, like, hey, I'm going to go out to to the protest soon live so you guys can see what I'm experiencing. And I got people commenting saying, oh, you're Asian. Be careful. You know, the African-American yeah. people might beat you up because you're Asian. And I'm like, yeah. when I went, I'm like, dude, that's not, none of that's even happening. Yeah. Yeah. None of that. 
Yeah. 100% false. We got to have a more positive mindset when it comes to those things, you know, like you can't just be, uh, I mean, obviously be, be careful, but, uh, but also at the same time, understand your intent and why you're there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, that's going to overcome everything else. Um, do you, I sent you a video this morning of, uh, that lady, that Filipino lady, she was working out in a park yep. and this old lady comes up and starts yelling at her saying she's taking up yeah. the whole staircase. Yeah, and you know, she, you know what got me mad about that? What's up? The thing I got mad about that was that she even had, she even went up and had the audacity to come, come back, back down, down on the right same in, side right into her. Yep. Yeah, right into I'm her. I'm like, I'm like, dude, you, you know that was intentional. That yeah. she did that on purpose. And <laughs> after she moved aside, she still bumped into her. Yeah, she I know. It on purpose. Yeah, that's so crazy. And the craziest thing to me was like that that Filipino lady. She was just really calm, and was yep. like, "All right, whatever. I got you on video. It's cool. Say what you want to mm-hmm. say. I'm gonna expose you." But mm-hmm. she was just really calm. I think even me, like I'm a calm dude. You know that. But I probably would have went off, honestly. Uh, oh hell yeah! Knowing <laughs> me, oh, if she pushed me, I probably would have no sympathy, bro. <laughs> I probably would have said something. Yeah, but she, that girl, she did not say nothing back, which which is, takes a lot of strength, takes a lot of self discipline, which is which is cool. I thought I thought that funniest thing about that video was <laughs> that old lady at the end. She was like trying to find something to insult her with. Why are you wearing all black? <laughs> <laughs> it's California weather. I was like, what? Really? Go back to your Asian. Go back to wherever country you're from in Asia. I'm like, she said, Damn. why are you wearing all black? Though? I was like. Really? I know. This is what we doing. Dude, it's like the freaking video of uh, what is it? Where that uh, you know, they call all these white old ladies Karens that have attitude issues and all that, you know, racial issues. Like the one video with uh, that one white girl at the gas station uh, telling that uh, native, I think she was Native American, to go back to Mexico, and she wasn't even Mexican. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I wait. Well, yeah. It's on inside? Were they inside? Yep, they're inside. Yeah, that yeah, one. And yeah, then I yeah. was like, she pushed her, and then she got mad when she got hit. And I was like, what do you <laughs> expect, dude? You push someone, they're going to come back at you, yeah, you know? Yeah. You threw first contact. Now they have every right to throw back at you, Facts. you know? Facts. It's crazy. It's a crazy word out there, man. Um, oh, yeah. I, what I what I like, I mean, I'm not, I'm going to say like, but I think that the good thing about all this is, like, it's exposing people for who they actually oh, yeah. really are, you know? I think social media, the good thing about, there's a good and bad things about social media, but I think the great thing about social media is like, it exposes people. Uh, and you can expose a lot of people. Like, like uh, there's a quote that Will Smith said, uh, he's like, racism isn't growing, racism is just being filmed now, you know? Yeah. So, that's paraphrasing, he probably said something else in the beginning, but that's so, that's like, that's Halifax. Yeah. So uh, we're just, I mean, social media is just really exposing people now and at, at a higher rate. No one can yeah. really hide, you know? Um, yeah. So it's pretty crazy, man. Talk about, let's talk about me and you both love hoops. We see mm-hmm. this dude, this dude is 7'2", Kai Soto. I think that's how he said uh-huh. that thing. This dude, he's, skip, he's skipping college to go straight to the G League. Because the NBA has a new program. This dude, 7'2", straight from the Philippines, played some high school ball. 
you going straight to you wanna, G League. You want to explain what the G League is to people who don't really Oh, my bad. So, G, so M- <laughs> there's the NBA, right, where LeBron and all those guys play it. And then there's a the G League, which is kind of like the minor leagues, where people who are trying to get into the NBA uh, are playing on teams for, like, let's say $30,000, $40,000 a year. Um, and so they have a new initiative where they are letting – high school kids hot like top prospects or I, I think it's just open to anybody that wants to at least try it out but right now some top prospects even the number one prospect in the country right now has chosen to go the g league route the g league route for them is they're getting 500k for the year um and then they get to, they get to travel with the team um and they they don't even have to play with the team um mm-hmm. they get trained by you know professional trainers at, at a different level other than just going to college and not getting any type of money um and but the, the thing good thing about college you get to you get to play for some historical coaches like coach k and tom Izzo and yeah. those mm-hmm. guys are like the those guys are like the goats of uh of coaching in college so i think i think it's it really good that the nba is doing the g league because you know it's exposing uh i think a lot of uh young athletes in the uh in playing basketball in the ncaa and shit i think it's exposing that it's more money hungry you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. It's more money hungry instead of being um, there to promote the players because the only teams that are making money are the top top tier colleges out there. All right. Like Zion Williamson, he played for Duke, and Duke is a big ass school. You know, yeah. they're gonna definitely make money. Dude, they were selling tickets more. They were their tickets were more expensive than NBA games. Yeah. That's how yeah. money hungry they were. So going straight to the G League is so good for young players to actually showcase their skills straight to the NBA. I think the good thing, I think the the good thing about college ball is they get to play for a really good coach if they're a top player, yeah. right? Yeah. And second, they they get a lot more brand awareness because the NCAA has contracts with uh, ESPN, yeah, CBS, yep. stuff like Marsh Madness, that stuff. You could like blow up and become a star like Zion. Was, Zion got signed by Nike, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't even play a full year. Yeah, but I think I think the bad side about college is you don't get paid, and you yeah. can't get paid. Um, I think they're still talking about it though. I think it's gonna happen really yeah, soon. Yeah, I mean they said that they were, but it, it's it's a it's a marketing ploy. The only reason they said that type of stuff is to kind of get people off their backs. Um, it's not gonna be yep. anything sub- substantial, you know. Yeah. So this G League initiative, pretty much, that's gonna cancel out uh, NCAA double sport NC double a sports in the future i think uh and so I, th- I think it's huge like i did i did a report on this back in college where i had to talk about should college actually gets paid or not and uh the call co- the college um the whole du- uh, ncaa makes a couple billion dollars bro that means you could you and there's only like a couple thousand athletes you could definitely pay the athletes like 50k a year or something like that. Cause like a Zion, bro, that dude's making probably making like probably 10 mil for you at least, or probably even more. And yeah. so for you, just, to, a, for dude, him, just his name sells. For him not to make any money off of that, that's pretty much you stealing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like that's crazy. So I think people like Kai Soto going to the G League. I think people like Jalen Green's the number one prospect right now. He's going to the G League. I think that that's gonna be good because then they get to work with people at a different level they get yeah. paid so they can pay the family as well pay the family's bills and stuff as well and then they yeah. can even go and they can even hire trainers like uh chris brickley you know who chris brickley is no nope. is he the is he the short uh white guy 
He's a dude. Yeah, he's a dude on IG. He has all the guys. Yeah. All the pop he's a dude dudes. with the handles, right? No, he's a dude that brings all the top players to his gym in New York. Like you see, you see those runs with LeBron and all those dudes. Yeah. Melo and all those guys at his gym in New York. Oh, the freaking um. Isn't that like the Lifetime Fitness Gym? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah they got all Carmelo, dudes. all of them playing, yep. yeah. Yeah, so, like, if you go to the G League, you can hire him. You know, you can be like, hey, yeah. come train me. And because because then you can afford him because you're making 500K. Uh, fi- yeah, 500K. Compared to college, you can't afford a trainer like that, you know? Yeah. So. But, yeah, uh, freaking going back to Kai Soto, uh, freaking he's the first international uh, basketball pro. Pro, pro, the Filipino professional basketball player to come straight internationally from a different country to America, bro. Yeah. Uh, I was reading up on him and I was thinking like, damn, dude, this dude is freaking 18. He's younger than us. He was born May 11, 2022. My birthday is May 10. He was born day after yeah. me uh, a few years later. But uh, yeah, he signed with the G League. Uh, he's a four-star recruit. Um, he's Like I said, he's from the Philippines. Uh, Manila, I believe. And uh, Dude, shout out to that kid because honestly, me and you, if we had that skill high, I'm pretty sure even if we're at that level only, we would feel like we're making it there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think we would I feel think, like I, we're making it there. I think he'll be dope. I think I was watching some of his highlights the other day and he was just killing dudes in high school. But he's seven two. Yeah. But he's really he's really skinny. So he has a yep. lot of work to do as far as like, yep. strength wise. But yep. I think his post moves could be a little bit better because right now he's just dunking on people easy. But yep. I think once, see, he, once he gets his post moves and stuff like that, he'll be dope. He's a good yep. passer. He's a good passer already too. He already got a good feel for him. He's he's like a, I wouldn't say like a Joker level, but he he can pass kind of like Joker. Sorry guys, I have to charge my webcam. <laughs> All right. But uh, going back to Kai Soto and his height, bro. Uh, I just saw something that uh. The Joker, Jokic, homeboy lost so much weight. Yeah, you that, see dude, that, too? that dude's skinny. <laughs> he they they skinny, said he looked man. like a they said he looked like a generic brand uh Christoph Porzingis. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh hell, that's messed up. He's hella skinny now. You know who gained weight? Who? Your favorite player, Luca. Like they say they say he's they say he's out of shape or something like that. Damn! <laughs> I don't know if it's Damn. true. I, seen, I ain't seen no pictures yet, but yeah, that's what they said. I was like, what? <laughs> that's crazy. So we'll see what happens. But you excited about the NBA coming back? July 30th. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Well, I'm hella happy for the NBA, though. Yeah. Dude, that's what we've been waiting for. I've been watching stupid old highlights, the same damn highlights, Facts. just in different videos. Facts. I'm just yeah. excited to see a bunch of international players start coming out because this is this is our gender our, – the generations from now and past, uh, next after us, dude, we're going to see so many freaking hot international players, whether it be Asian, uh, European, you know, or freaking like, like Giannis. He's from what? Greece, right? Yeah. Greek freak. Dude, man, just to see yeah. these people pop out, they're going to be freaking good. Yeah, I mean, last year the USA team lost. To, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, they lost. I mean, they didn't have all the right players, but still they lost. So, I mean, there's competition yeah. out there for sure. Uh, I, I think I think internationally, I think there'll be a lot more players that are going to be able to play at a high level. So I'm excited for that. Uh, just look hopefully. at Luca. Just look at uh, Christoph Porzingis. Look at all of them. The, all the Europeans that come over here, they're good Europeans. They're ballers, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, they can play at least. They can play at least. They know the game at least. Yeah. Which which is good. Most of them can shoot yeah. too, bro. 
Oh yeah. That's why I like you can it. definitely tell that their play style, their game play style is way different from America's play style. Yeah, yeah. America's more like uh kind of force your way through things. Yep. Um Europeans a little bit more play a bit more a little bit more smarter and uh yep, more finesse too. More fundamentals. It's like, it's like the Euro step, bro. It's finesse as heck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No man. Um that's pretty much everything. You got anything else to add? Um last thing I would have to say is Shoot, if you're out there and anybody watching this video, you know, if you don't think you can make it out there in big professional sports, because me and Christian are huge into basketball, uh, football. We just love watching sports overall, you know. Um, if you think you're out there and you think you can't make it, you can make it, you know. Just keep working at it. And I definitely believe that anybody with a big enough heart can make it out there, you know? Yeah, I mean, for sure. If you know, just just put your mind to it. Put put your, yep. put your put your mind to it. Whatever you want to do, just put yep. your mind to it. Put the work in and get it done. That's pretty much oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah, bro. All right, man. Um, get that tan fixed and <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll be back here next week with a new episode, bro. Yeah, sure. All right, y'all. All right. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.